What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. Today we're recapping NFL Week 11 and all the craziness that happened. As always, go down, like, and subscribe. Drop a comment. Drop some shit that blown you away this weekend. Drop some uh, bets you hit on. These are your hosts for the episode. I'm Paul Pickle Winham Concha, and I'm joined with. You already know, man. It's the big dog himself, Kev. Water boy, Savoy, you feel me? AKA the Don PYE. Also known as the motherfucker on your screen right now. And we had to talk that real week 11, real talk. But this was a crazy ass week. I mean, we both picked pretty good. You went eight and five. I went seven and six. You won the week. It's now tied five five. Then, uh, you're winning on the all-time records, 80, 65, and 1. I'm 76, 69, and 1, four games back. But, hey, I hit on both my locks. Hit Patriots, hit the Chiefs. You went 1-1. One and one. You hit on the Eagles. You took the L with the Giants. And we both lost our underdogs with the Vikings and the Steelers. Another win- winning week of props, though, 10-8. and eight. Bro, I know I should have took the fucking Steelers. Like, it's where the flashback comes in. Nah, fuck that. I told myself the Steelers was not going to beat the motherfucking Bengals because um, I see Nick and Fitzpatrick get free. And guess what? Steelers ain't beat the fucking Bengals. But that game was fucking insane. Nah, it definitely was insane. I mean, what are, what's uh, what's the games of the week? This Because I there's definitely some de- good ones. Bro, see, look, bro, I'm not even going to lie to you, kid. There were so many good games this week. And even some blowouts was good. Like, Jimmy G threw four touchdowns. Spaz. What the fuck, motherfucking, but you know you got to start off with Big Dog, the Chiefs, and the Chargers. Bro, that game was fucking insane. I understand Patrick Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I understand they left him with a minute and 46 seconds left. I understand, but, like, damn, dog. This man, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, is just unfuckable, unfuckwittable. But they're saying maybe the greatest tight end of all time. Like, the – Nah, he's on nah. pace to break all the records. I think he's already broke like all like a lot of the records, but he's on pace to fucking just like obliterate them. So I look at this shit like Gronk was nice. Like Gronk was nice. And like that's the best tight end I seen. Because he came and I feel like Gronk came out of a tight end like era where like if you had a big ass like point power forward ass receiver, um receiver playing tight end type nigga, mm-hmm. he was space. Like up top, you knew to give it to him. Like, remember, remember back when Jimmy Graham was popping? Like, I'm talking about back then. So, Gronk was doing that. And you got to remember, the Patriots were up in a lot of those games. So, like, they didn't really have to throw it to his ass like that. They was running that thing. But the way Travis Kelsey and, and um, Patrick Mahomes just had that, that this cyber link, like, they just can't read. They can finish each other's sentences. I don't think he's the best yet. Give him twenty minutes, and he'll be the greatest tight end of all time. Just twenty minutes. I got a, I got a hard question that there's no wrong answer to. Who's the better NFL player, Mahomes or Kelsey? I'm that, gonna. St- I couldn't even answer that myself when I asked my shit that while I was watching the game. I was like, I, I don't know who's better. They're both, they're both like one A and one B. I think, I think, I'm not going to lie, even though Mahomes is the quarterback, I think Kelsey might be smart, the smarter one out of the two. 
And like, so, and him being a physical dominant presence that he is being so fast and so big and so strong and so, so smooth. But I got to give it to Pat Mahomes as a better football player, just off the fact that he can do things that we've never seen before. Like, there's just certain plays that just make me look like magic. Did that really just happen? And like the trickery and the and then the mind behind these plays, Andy Reid makes him look good too. But the way he's able to execute, like some of these trick plays, like my favorite one is when they like they like look at the ref, like yo, bro, what the fuck? What you mean, blah blah blah? And then the um and then the, somebody comes in at um quarterback for Pat Mahomes, and then they hike it in at the goal line type shit. That's one of my favorite plays. So like the way he's able to execute that hard ass playbook and the trick in the playbook and just like there are times that like you hear that he calls like Andy Reid calls them um, a call of play that they practice once in practice because he was watching film on the nineteen forty six Chicago Bears. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, like and they run that bitch one time practice and use that end up using that bitch in the Super Bowl to um to score a touchdown. It's like you know this month you can't just do that with anybody. Like you can't do that with Carson Wentz. You couldn't do that oh, with motherfuckers. You couldn't do that with. You probably can't even do that with um Donovan McNabb for like three passes. You the shit that the, the name that Andy the plays that Andy Reid comes up for him he can only do that for real for real because Pat Mahomes is so great at executing. So like I don't know, I gotta give it to Pat Mahomes as an all around football player. No, that's you can't go wrong either one. I definitely respect it, but. What was your favorite part of this game? Because this shit was insane. I really thought the Chargers were going to close this out. Because the Chargers always play the Chiefs well. This is These are always great fucking games. No, definitely. The last four minutes is probably my favorite part of this game. Like, Chargers take the lead. Chiefs get the ball. Chiefs go down. Kelsey gets another touchdown, his third touchdown of the game. They take the lead right back, and there's like a minute or whatever left for Herbert with like two timeouts. Or uh, so he had time, and the clock was on his uh, with the timeouts, everything. Throws the interception, and they said this is a back-to-back weeks where he's thrown like the game-sealing interception on like the final drive. And then people said he just Philip Rivers with a better pullout game, and I was like, damn. These are good points I'm hearing right now because he has thrown like a. It was this game last week he did it. And then when they lost to the Chiefs earlier this year, it was a pick six on like right there in the fucking at the one, and it's like damn he has three games like these are like Philip Rivers is known for this. So it was just like damn like do the Chargers get quarterbacks or like who are nasty because Philip Rivers is I think a Hall of Famer great quarterback just can never win it. And is that what like is that what we're watching with Herbert? Because every year it seems to be like a lot of injuries. Something's not working. The defense is letting up a lot of points. They can't stop the run. They're going for it on fourth down when they don't need to. It's just a lot of these random shits that just always ends up shooting them in the ass. I think give him give him some time. This the first off, the first thing the for the person that said he's Phil Rivers for the better pullout game. You going to hell? <laughs> God damn, I think it's is ruthless. Well, hey, I saw that I died. I was like, I definitely got, I, I got to repeat this on, on the pod. I would have dropped, I would have dropped my phone. Like, yeah, spit, that spit out, that spit out, spit out your drinks, worthy, worthy of But I think Justin Herbert is misunderstood, man. He has a nice arm. He has a great arm talent. And like, I hate, I hate how some people are saying, can the, can the, can the Charger Dick Riders finally shut up? Not that Justin Herbert got all his starters, but like. 
they're just still figuring things out. But this was a great game from start to finish. And uh, I have no – the Chargers started with me because uh, they were all like, oh, yeah, because Tua's in the same draft class. And they're like, imagine drafting him when you could have had this guy. And it's a – and then now that two is balling, it's like the Chargers fan now have the excuses of like Tyreek's on his team. Like, bitch, you had Keenan Allen. Like, I'm not saying Keenan Allen's as good, but he also has weapons. Like, these are hundred million dollar receivers he's got. So can't can't be nice. pointing fingers. So that like it was a I, I like the Chargers, but their fans kind of get on my nerves a little bit. I respect it, but Travis Kelsey's a dog. Who else scored? Uh for them, I know Kelsey had three. Then um, I want to say oh, Pacheco. Yeah. I know Pacheco had a hundred yards, and he seemed and uh, Clyde Zelaire got hurt, so he's not coming back. Oh, Pacheco, waiver wise. But nah, this was a great game. Kelsey got scored all three of them bitches. But yeah, the Chiefs are rolling right now, and they're they're clicking at the right time. So uh, what's the next game uh on the the Waterboy games? Man, see, look, man, the games of the week were hard this week, kid. I'm not even going to lie to you. I think the next one, if I were to give one more one out the week, man, definitely the Eagles and the motherfucking Colts because, boy, they fucking ran off with that one. But the, the Colts should have won that game, but they just, the last, like, six minutes, they just couldn't, They every time they get the ball back, they're three and out, get the ball right back to the Eagles. Get a good stop, another three and out, and – and then that, that last drive, there's bro, the Colts linebacker literally hits Miles Sanders like 10 seconds before before the ball even gets to him. And it's a clear pass pass interference, moves the ball 30 yards down the field. And at that moment, I was like, Yeah, the Colts lost this game. They're, they're, they're panicking. This is it. <laughs> like a Jalen Hurts. I mean, he didn't cover the seven points, but you know, he did do he did go get that dub in the last minute. Bro, you know what's crazy about this week? I'm pretty sure I said, like, yo, the Eagles are coming through and finna fuck them boys up with no loot. So I was just like, damn, all the games I said niggas is finna get fucked up and was close. Still won, but close. But now, nah, man, what happened? Where was my dog, A.J. Brown, at any time? He didn't pop up on my red zone like that. I didn't. I seen I seen the last touchdown for this game, but I was like, damn, my homie's Kenny at. Moore. Kind of- Kenny Moore is a dog at corner right now. He's he's low-key putting up, like, good resumes. Like, he's shadowing the number one guys. And you don't really hear, like, there's a, the Colts, even though their team sucks, goes has a lot of three and outs. They still have like a top five pass defense uh, torn the to stats. So I'm just like, damn, like at least the defense is playing good. No, that shit is cra- that shit is crazy, man. Jonathan Taylor, but- 84 yards. I mean, he he he's not all the way back, but he slowly seems like he's going into the right direction. Like he's getting yards now. Earlier this year, he was getting like 30 yards, 40 yards. Back to back weeks, he at least put up decent numbers and a touchdown. Hey, man. And then the last one, I'd have to give it to my motherfucking Falcons. You feel me? 24 to 27. Great game. We were down by 14. Niggas thought it was over. I'm not niggas. You feel me? But my big dogs came through and got us a nice little dub. Hey, and uh, Fields is the same thing as Herbert. Back-to-back weeks, he throws the interception. It was to the Lions last week, pick six, and then yeah, I don't even know who caught the interception for y'all, but that uh, y'all boys were lit when he got it. I'm fucking telling you, dog. Bro. I was watching this game and I was just sitting there thinking, like, yo, bro, what the fuck? Like, I was me, but like the fact that they kind of kept bread, they he didn't really get off like that. And Cordell Parson, when he took that kick return back, 
snap. My boy in the motherfucking history books. Fuck what you heard. Most all time. That shit was great. I mean, Marcus Mariota didn't do too crazy. I mean, Cordell, we still had we still have turnover problems with the fumble. That shit was hurtful. But this was a fucking great game watching this. I was watching this bitch while folding some clothes and talking to a nigga on the phone. And I was like, let's fucking go. Yeah, fucking, I mean, back and forth all game. I was literally, this is one of the games I always kept on one of the screens because I was just like, yo, they just keep scoring. Like, back and forth, one team takes the lead, the other team um, slowly starts chipping at it. The Bears lose, kind of un- unraveling. Not unraveling, but Justin Fields, that, that costly interception. Y'all's defense was getting sacks. That was another thing. Like, y'all, Fields was getting his runs in, but there's sometimes where he was, like, getting, like, a 10-yard sack. Mm-hmm. Right, and I'm telling you, Marcus Mariota, dog, my boy. I mean, what my boy had 100 yards, but that boy had 13 carries for 25 yards and a touchdown. I was like, that's all I need you to do. Don't turn that bitch over. Zero interceptions. I was like, yeah, that's what we need. A uh, couple big things. Field shoulder injury at the end of this game. He's got uh, – they're going to see he might play next week, but it's a shoulder injury. See how he goes throughout practice. Kyle Pitts, MCL injury. They're putting – they think it's, uh, it's going to require surgery and will miss the remainder of the season. So Kyle Pitts is done for the season, it looks like. Tragic, tragic, tragic. Hey, man, pray for them boys, man. Got to make sure my boys stay living. And uh, Justin Fields, he's on pace for like 1,300 rushing yards, break the NFL record, and this is all while he didn't even run for like the first four weeks. Like they didn't even give him those opportunities. It's insane to think like, yo, you really try to keep somebody like that at bay. Yeah, it's like you had a Ferrari, but you were going 10 miles under the speed limit. Couldn't be me. I'm using everybody I can get. All right. Well, shit, let's hop down to Slate. We have this game. It was kind of a blowout. And then in the fourth quarter, they came back into it. The Browns versus the Bills, where the Browns ultimately lost 23-31. to 31. And shit, I mean, Stefan Diggs wasn't getting involved early. I only saw, but he started snapping on the coach. Like, give me the fucking ball. Give me the Scored a touchdown shortly after, and the Bills is, were rolling. Taking matters into your own hands. I respect it, man. This game was, this game was like. First off, I feel for the Bills. You have to give up a home game, and I heard like the fans were in that bitch plowing fucking snow, six feet of snow, so that way motherfuckers could get to the airport type shit. Like shit was crazy out there. Hey, they sold they sold out the stadium in Detroit. And I'm pretty I'm pretty sure mostly Bills fans, and uh, it's crazy to think you sold out another stadium in less than a day. Tickets were on sale. That's how it was. It's coming, man. But ye. They kept uh, Nick Chubb in a box, 14 carries for 19 yards. Kareem Hunt lead, led the team with 32 yards. Like, the whole run game was shut down. Brissett, he came alive in the fourth quarter, throwing two touchdowns in that fourth quarter late run to, uh, to bring him in within the touchdown. But, I mean, the Bills were just in the driver's seat the whole game. Dead motherfucking ass. Uh, next game, this game, I'm shocked didn't make the list, Kev. It was a real barn burner. We had the Jets losing to the Patriots 3-10. to And boy, was this game absolutely horrendous to watch for the first 59 minutes of regulation. 
And then they ultimately the punt return, fucking miraculous win. And the Patriots cover for me to hit my best bet. I mean, what more, what more can I ask for? Bro, that shit was fucking insane. So, like, first off, everybody's hot with that boy, Zach Wilson, because they said, you heard about these yeah, Oh, right did here. I hear about it? Yeah. I was damn near in the room. I was like, he said what? He said no? Well, yeah, so they asked Zach Wilson. For those that don't know, they asked Zach Wilson, do you feel any accountability towards, um, what did they say exactly? They asked Zach Wilson after a game in which their defense held the Patriots at three points before the punt return. If defense only gave up three points because special teams is what gave up the motherfucking touchdown. They asked him if he feels that the offense or himself feels uh, takes any accountability for this loss or let the defense down. No. Short answer. <laughs> everyone on every show I've seen has said this was an underhanded t-ball ass question for him to take, be like yes like does to be own up and take some that was an easy ass question it was a, a fucking throwaway and i don't know if you saw the follow-up but sauce Gardner and another tyler conklin to tie it in but sauce Gardner corner he, they liked some tweets online that was basically mocking like people like saying what we're saying like he said what after after this after and then uh they like those tweets uh, and now robert sala said that they're not that zach wilson might not be the starter going into this bears game next week like zach wilson trust and deuce that's what people were telling me before the season started niggas niggas nigga was hitting the gritty not too long ago like hitting the gritty talking they shit not too long ago and this team is really still in it no cap so it's like damn how the fuck can y'all just sit down? How the fuck can that's defense is balling? I don't know what Robert Sala put into them boys, but they got some new young talent mixed with the old talent they already have, and they figure something out. So you gotta take accountability when you get defense on some boys at three. And what was his numbers even look like? Oh, yo, I got this. This is the best numbers of this the whole game. Nine completions by Zach Wilson. The team had ten punts. He had less completions than the team had punts. Nine completions. The whole game. And this is the stat for, like, literally going into the third quarter. It was they have seven punts, and he has six completions. So it was, like, the whole game after the sec- after halftime was they they have more punts than completions, and they ended with ten punts, nine completions. He literally had three passes that were went right into Patriots' hands, and they dropped him. They like, was some of them like were like just completely bad drop interceptions, and like I should have cast my prop bet of Zach Wilson interception, but hey, I'm okay with this because uh, people are the, done with his ass. The nigga went nine for twenty-two for seventy-seven yards. That's terrible. They had, you want to? They had the fewest second yards and a half all season. With two. Two yards in the second half is what they came out with. I know Brees Hall and this bitch turned over like, bro, fuck. I leave for that. And this is all y'all can do? Yep. They averaged 2.7 inches per play in the second half. Two That's inches. crazy. Oh, my God. What was Bill doing to this man? <laughs> hey, bro. I, I know we're spending a lot of time beating a dead horse right now, but we're just like – 
I I have to tell a little bit because the Jets Jets thought they were still alive, and I've been saying, bro, they're they're trying to disguise with a good running game and a great defense is Zach Wilson, who is absolutely horrendous. And now we might be seeing Joe Flacco again. Big boat Joe. Nah, that they need some. They got to figure something out because that's insane. But like, I can only respect that if you guys were planning on going 0-16. Yeah, the only way I can respect that. All right, next game. The Rams losing to the Saints 20 to 27, where Stafford got a concussion in the third quarter out of the game. And they, Walford was already hurt. So they had to go to the third stringer, Bryce Perkins, I believe his name was. And I, it was up from there. Most of the game is upset right now. Hey, I mean, I know they lost, but. Stafford and this Rams team looked the best all season that first half. And I'm not even saying it just because I said, like, oh, they might look better without Coop. But they were winning 14 to 10 at halftime. Stafford, 11 of 18, 159 yards, two touchdowns, and 126 passer rating. He had seven guys involved. He was spreading that, but there was like a 62-yard touchdown to Atwell. Allen Robinson had like three catches and a touchdown. Like it was literally like a, a fucking the NFL offense. It looked like he was throwing that bitch around to everybody. It wasn't just like, oh, Cooper Cup's the focal point. And yeah, then he gets the concussion and they only score two field goals after that. And that's the game. And Andy Dolan, three touchdowns, only missed on four passes. He literally looked like a game manager. He was like, fuck it. Fuck all the deep shit. I mean, other than that Chris Olave deep shot, he was keeping everything in front of him and they were doing all the yak and all that stuff. But the Rams, they might not be dead yet. I mean, they got to win out. But if they can keep Stafford healthy, the least with the offense I saw and the defense I saw in that first half together, they might be able to do something. Mm. But what about my man's redhead, Andy Dalton? My boy dropped 31 on fucking fantasy this week. He figured something out. He was like, whoop, starting position going to go. I got to do something. Yeah, I mean, fucking the Chris Olave, he might be offensive rookie of the year. Might just like, uh, I mean, Damian Pierce is up there, Kenneth Walker's up there, but Olave right now, I mean, I think he's like top fifteen or ten in wide receiver yardage as a rookie. Christian Watson might be up there too now. Five catches, one hundred and two yards, and a touchdown. Sixty-two yard touchdown up the cut. Uh, fucking yeah, Andy Dawn, two sixty three touchdowns. Taysom Hill was getting involved, nine rushes, fifty two yards. Like, I saw some stat where it was like points per game when or points per drive when he's in at least for one play a drive, and it was like they averaged like six points a drive or some shit, five points a drive. Plays whenever uh, drives where they he doesn't touch the ball once, and it's like averages one point two points per drive, and it's like yeah, get him more involved. Yeah, get, even if it's not a quarterback, get him to do something. Yeah. Get him to block me too. But both these, I mean, four and seven and the NFC and three and seven, the NFC is still doable with right now with just how bad a lot of these teams are right now, especially in the wild card portions of the NFC. Next game, the Lions getting three consecutive wins and beating the New York Giants, in which, Kev, you locked up the Giants here. Locked them, boy. Good. Cause I'm like, yo, there's no way that they're not going to run all over this run defense. And guess what Dan Campbell did not let these motherfuckers do? Run all over that defense. They said, put Saquon ass in the icebox. Daniel Dimes with a dare run out looking crazy. Like, this shit didn't make no sense. 
fucking 15 carries for 22 yards, Shaquan, bro. It's not like they didn't give him looks. Like, 15 for 22 I, yards. He didn't do shit. I know Brian Dayball was looking like, what the fuck is going on right now? And then Jared Goff did not look terrible even slightly in this game. No. I mean, uh, Jamal Williams, three touchdowns. He honestly could have had four, but they let DeAndre Swift come in for that last one. And like, but Jamal Williams, I think he has what thirteen on the year or some shit, leading the uh, rushing uh, touchdown. Shit, like he's having a career year. Swift, like he's just taking the back seat at this point. He got hurt. That's what happens, man. Next man up, and the next man is looking unfucking stoppable. And think about it, like he was like, I forgot what team he um left, and like they was trying to make him seem like he was a Packers. Bad guy. Yeah, then they tried to make him seem like he was a bad guy. Uh, I can't remember. I know that the, he's like an all-time great teammate from what people be saying, but the, knowing organizations, they probably be saying he didn't want the money or you know some some shit. Yeah, but he looked fucking untouchable. Lions, I mean, shit, three in a row. They might. I mean, we've been waiting a long time. Them boys are four and six. They're looking better than the Packers right now. They're number two in that division right now. Yeah, and they've already been the Packers, so you can't say anything about, like, oh, they would own them. Like, nah, they they ran up on them and got smoked. Next well, game. Look, they fired, they've said they fired their quarterback coach. And motherfuckers didn't give up shit. Didn't like, give maybe they figured it out. Next game, this was a snoozer right here, bro. I want to hear, like, Panthers versus the Ravens. Ravens get the dub 13-3, but it's 3-3. In the fourth quarter, and it's looking like anybody's ball game with the way these teams are playing. Baker Mayfield, horribly. He's gone. They said Sam Darnold's going to start next week. No, nah, they said. I think the way they made it seem like they stayed like officially said Sam Darnold starting. Fish. I saw the Carolina Panthers page themselves posted it. Yeah, I was about to say. I remember them saying on. I remember Pat McAfee saying the boys was thinking about. I would like to see if Sam Donald could get a couple. Oh, no, you said it. Like yeah, a few Sam. series, which is uh, – if you have two quarterbacks, that means you have no quarterback. Nah, facts. But what's up with Lamar? Because this is a – I mean, this Panthers defense, this was – people were expecting him to have a great game. I know we we like this defense, but it's 3-3, and I'm just saying, like, the 250 million. The reason why we come at Russ so hard and the reason why we come at Kyler so hard is because they're making 200 something million dollars to be playing the way that they're playing. And it's like, if I'm paying a quarterback 250 million, it best not be 3 3 in the fourth quarter against this Panthers team with Baker Mayfield right now. No, okay, this should never be three on the board. Like, I, I like either defense, like, even if, you know, I know you, all you have is Mark Andrews, but Mark Andrews is nice. But you still have a Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, Roquan Smith now, the leading tackler. And the defense holding him to three, like, like not just three, but like three and outs. And then Lamar comes in. And I know people also don't like Greg Roman. I wish Charles was here because Charles is anti-Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator. I don't know what they need to get going on, but I want Lamar to get paid. But this isn't this isn't looking good for the tape. I know the, I know the owner's just looking like, yeah, we win and he didn't look good. Yeah. But, yeah, they got to figure something out. The offense is looking really slowed down right now. I don't know if it's because they're not they're putting them in the box. Rushing efforts, but I haven't seen it with long 75, 80, 60 yards with Lamar running a minute. So it's like they're staying really stagnant right now. So, like, I think 
What's Brent? Dang it, why can I not remember? This is my favorite coach. What's his own name? The John coach? Harbaugh. John, yeah, John Harbaugh with motherfucking. He has something in the bag, and they got to figure it out come playoff time. But, like, they're number one in the division, and they've been stringing along wins because I feel like they have seven wins right now. But it's yeah. like they got to figure something out because this offense is getting put in a box sometimes. Yeah, and uh, we'll see. We'll see how we're going because, uh, I mean, we, we, we're kind of – remember last year, I believe, the Chiefs were struggling for the first half of the year, and people were saying they're dead maybe. And then they, they figured it out. So maybe the Ravens can do the same. They got the talent. They just don't want to pay my dog the bag. They try to make they self they find against each other. Hey, little by little. My my prediction on if they don't pay him the bag and he chooses to go to a different team that will pay him the bag, the Ravens will be trading a, a couple first rounders to go get Justin Fields and pay him a nice little nine milli to run the system. <laughs> Next game, Commanders versus the Texans here. The Texans lost 23-10. I had the Texans hoping for them to pull it out. Bro. They first drive, Mills throws a fucking pick six. I knew my shit was toast. But the Washington defense scored 20 points for fantasy football. Bro. Washington's defense was just shitting on the Texans all game. No Chase Young. No Chase Young. The rush D is legitimate. Like, they've held a lot of good running backs in a box. Damian Pierce was, I would say, a good running back. Like, all he's gone over 80 yards in the last six games and shit. He got Batista bump. All right? His ass, like, they didn't let him do jack shit. Mills couldn't do nothing. And I know the Lions had all the numbers about being the worst defense in the NFL, but them boys played hard as fuck last week and the week before on their little win streaks they're on. Texans out the worst defense in the NFL by far. By fucking far. No, this game this game made me feel so fucking great because I was like, thank God. I really thought because I just had I had a feeling Heineke how the Heineke train isn't done yet. It might be not maybe not going too far, but like it's not done yet. And the biggest thing about it was motherfucking they look great in this motherfucker. Like the defense looked good. Like they were hit. What they didn't scare Terry hit your prop with four more catches. Yep. He, no, he didn't hit the prop. Uh, it was over four, and he hit four exactly. And I honestly, I think he would have hit it if it wasn't such a blowout. Because mm-hmm. they didn't really need to pass it after they, they. I think both the running backs had over like twelve touches, so they were just running it after a while. No, no cap. They kept it. They kept the moving. And Davis and Mills is the second worst quarterback in NFL. I, I agree. Zach Wilson's the only other one I think worse than him. Damn, really? What about um, Baker Mayfield? No, nah, Sam Darnold is the starter over there. I think Sam Darnold got a little bit better than Zach Wilson. Ah, no. They're showing the numbers of like their years on the Jets, and Zach Wilson does have a better win percentage, arguably because of a better defense and run game and a better coach. Whereas Adam Gase and the Jets, uh, Sam Darnold has better stats, like better touchdown interceptions, yards, everything, QBR. Well, I don't know if that touchdown counted. Was that a touchdown? I'm not touchdown. An interception where Burr literally did a flip out of bounds? I don't think so. No, I would have definitely seen that a lot. Did that count? Because I just seen that bit pop up. I'm like, whoa, did that count? But nah, man, this game went like it was supposed to go. The commies are looking on. They're looking pretty straight in a pretty hard division. Like, this whole division might go to the motherfucking playoffs the way they're going if they stay like this. 
Ron Rivera has named Heineke as the official starter. Long overdue. Yeah, I, I, that game right there is a perfect example of Carson Wentz probably would have lost that game. He would have threw two interceptions in that fourth quarter. Yeah. Fumble that shit away. Our next game on the slate, we had the Raiders beating the Broncos 22-16 to in an overtime game. Man, this game, I mean, it was little points here uh, by the Broncos coming out early, first drive touchdown. And then, like, having they're up like 10 7 at halftime. And then, second half, they just didn't do shit anymore. Like, Melvin Gordon fumbles. Melvin Gordon fumbled, got benched, and then got cut yesterday. So, Melvin Gordon is gone. <laughs> he led the league in fumbles, and he's done that for like 40 years in a row. He's always had a fumbling issue. And last week, this week, particularly, fumbles when they have the lead, they're getting close to scoring position. Fumbles, Raiders come down, able to tie it up, all that smooth jazz. But, man, what did nah. you see here? I think Josh McDaniel still sucks. Yeah. But the Raiders got a good win. I want to say, like, the Raiders got a good win in the fact that Josh Jacobs is a fucking dog. He did everything in his game except score. And Devontae Adams, Adams, he looked great in the first half. I think they kind of they figured him out. They got him. They figured something out and slowed him down in the second half. But – that last touchdown, the score, that last touchdown, the score overtime was insane. The way he left, motherfucking um, who was that guarding him? Sertain. The way he left Patrick Sertain with that move, it was in the end zone wide, the fuck open. It just hit them boys with the wave, like see Walked you later, in. bye. Like that was, was fucking nice. And Derek Carr still is an arm talent. One thing about Derek Carr. I think when it comes to an arm, he's the Beezus, he's the standard. Like his arm, if you have a better, if you have a stronger, more accurate arm than Derek Carr, you're a good quarterback. But as an all-around player, when it comes to mobility and then the, and then the, the mistakes they make, because they make some dumbass mistakes. Like it's looking like, like I literally look at him this year being so frustrated. Derek being so frustrated and looking at his receiver like, nah, but you're supposed to do this type shit. And I'm like, damn. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't been putting in that extra work in practice for, for when the game comes in. So, but this Raiders team is interesting. Like, I, they're not the worst team in the league, and if they they lose a lot of close games. But what they the fuck said, are they supposed to do? They said that if the Broncos would have scored 18 points every game this season, they would be 8-1 and one or some shit, 8-2. and two. That's Instead, crazy. They are three and seven, and it's not because of the defense. It's because of this offense. They're not scoring points. And Russell Wilson, I mean, it's they can't even fire the coach Hackett because of the fact that they paid him so much money that it costs more money to fire him and hire someone else and pay him a salary than it is just to keep this guy who's here right now. It just costs too much money to get rid of him. I feel like it's the same thing with Russ. Like they can't trade Russ. He has no trade value anymore. And what are you gonna do? Go get another quarterback and pay him twenty million dollars a year while you already got one for two hundred and fifty million? Like the Broncos are gonna be stuck in this position for the next four to five years, and it's it's crazy. Hey man, they say it's cheaper to keep her. Yeah, hundred percent. And Devontae Adams, I mean, first half ninety four yards, second half twelve. 
And I was like, damn, maybe the Broncos uh, shot, like switched up the defense, shutting him down now. And then Adams walk off touchdown and just like, oh, never mind. That's Devontae Adams. I feel like they've just in that in those two plays, those are their best plays this entire season. But come when it comes to um the Raiders, the throw to um I don't know who to throw before Devontae Adams was, but that was a good throw, like a 30 yard throw. Then up top Devontae Adams. Like if they can play like that. It could be a, a threat again, but that was a perfect drive, without a doubt. And Josh Jacobs showed he's gonna get his every time. And then our next game here, I was all over it. Yeah, you were calling me a madman. Cowboys beating the brakes off the Vikings here. This was forty to three, and I've never seen it before. But the broadcast team, CBS, I think it was literally changed the game in the middle of the third quarter to another football game because of how bad, bad of a blowout it was happening. It was 37-3 to three in the third. That shit was fucking terrible. Michael Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence tore that line up. Tore, tore over. That line wasn't going to be able to hold that boy, especially when the left tackle went down because it was it was kind of doing a little thing, and then that left tackle went down. Oh, boy, it was like you <laughs> opened the jungle, boy. It was over for him. Yeah, you told us about their pass defense. You told us. And all, but Dak, did he not look good? That boy, I mean, Tony Pollard over the top touchdown. He cashed my prop bet of over one and a half touchdowns. Uh, fucking, it, they just had their way. Every time I see Tony Pollard, I'd be like, he's so much, I like him better than Zeke just because he's a motherfucking, um, he's a baller definitely, and he's so much cheaper. And when you see they just do, I feel like they do a lot of shit to make Zeke look good. Like, I feel like a lot of it, I think he has some hard-fought touchdowns, but, like, they were very close. They was just, like, here's the goal line now. He's going to get in there. And they continually get great linemen. They drafted the left, uh, the right guard, Terrence Steele, and, uh, like, three years ago, and he was, like, a big question mark. And right now he's rated like top three run blockers in the NFL. Like he just completely mauls motherfuckers when, they, uh, when it comes to it. And it's like, damn, they got another one? Like you already have like two Hall of Famers that are constantly on this team at lineman. Yeah, and Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn back there is a fucking up there in the booth. Ain't really fucked with. Like that boy knows defense real. Kirk, I mean, there was uh, he almost cashed my interception prop. They literally had a drop, but seven sacks. He only put up 105 yards of uh, passing yards. A fucking uh, I Tony Pilar, CD Land, the whole team looked great. That's hard to say. Like I said it before, I still think the Vikings, the Cowboys are the second best team in the NFC. I think the Eagles might be the first still. I still give them the respect. They only have one loss. But the Eagles are kind of seeming like going into the playoffs now, like the later half of the season. They're starting to not unravel, but the games are getting a lot closer. And the games are they're not they're not the games that they were killing. They're not killing anymore. And the Cowboys seem to find like find their stride. But they always seem to boof in the playoffs. So we'll see. But this is a, one of the most wide open. Oh no, I would arguably say the 49ers are the best team in the NFC, and Cowboys are the second right now. Jimmy G did just do his thing. Next game was oh, – uh, we already hit on the Steelers and the Bengals. We already hit on the Chiefs and the Chargers. Well, then 49ers, Cardinals, Monday Night Football. 
all the way down to Mexico City, where we already kind of hit on it. Jimmy G's four touchdowns, defense literally pitching a shutout in the second half. This is the third week in a row. They haven't let a team score anything in the second half. We already did the Steelers and um, Bengals for uh, I believe we talked, yeah, because then we talked about Mika Parsons, Joe Bur- Oh, we, we can talk about I thought we did because we talked about how it was a shootout. They put up the TJ Watt interception, they put up 37 to 30. The Steelers' offense looked pretty good, even though yeah, they we, we did talk that bit, but motherfucking, do you think the Steelers can go on 500? Like, is there a chance? They have to, let me see, they're three and seven. So they still have seven more games. So te- yeah, technically they don't have to win out, but they they win out, they go ten and seven. But they, if they go, what they have to go like six and six and one in the next games to go above five hundred. It's possible because this defense is balling, and then you know TJ Watts there, you see Highsmith looking like a motherfucking pro bowler again. And I mean, 30 points is so sign that this offense is starting to click. They got rid of Chase Claypool, which I think opened up the wide receiver room now because now Pickens, Pickens is legit. Yeah, uh, like Pickens is making incredible catches and contested catches. Like he, like the way that he's able to make some of these catches, I'm like, oh, that's a dude. Like he's he definitely should be getting the ball a lot. And he's getting open in space. He had up and under. That motherfucking. Yeah, up and down that, and that took him way for the touch. That took him, got him way open. It's just Kenny Peckin didn't hit him. Like once they get that timing all the way down, that could be like. And Deontay Johnson can run routes like a motherfucker off on the other side, and Pat Fryermuth is a legitimate tight end. I think he's like tight end six in fantasy football. He's up there in catches and yards. He just doesn't have a lot of touchdowns. Nige's coming back. Is this his O line? His O line gets right. I think the Steelers low key might be having a nice young t- talent coming up. See, man, I'm gonna see if they can do it because Mike Tomlin look real nice talking about so, hey, man. No losing records, man. Again. Okay. Well, the last game Monday night, 49ers Cardinals here, in which the 49ers just took it out on them, bro. <laughs> Jimmy G. Uh, shout out Kyle. I'm going uh, to give him a quick shout out because me and him were uh, talking bets before the game. And we we're like, bro, we're going to throw like a big, like a dollar, two dollars on like a, a bet that's like has some big odds. And we, we we scoured and we came up and we did our talking. And we, we settled upon George Kittle to have two touchdowns plus 1,200. It hit. I mean, he had, we should have did the three touchdowns or whatever, but he hit the two touchdowns and, uh, we cashed the plus twelve hundred bet right there, and our like, the only reason we took it mostly is because Cardinals suck. Like, they're literally dead last against tight ends by a country mile. And George Kittle going into the game asked about targets. He was like, "Yeah, I would like to have more than two targets, but we were winning, so I'm not going to complain." But you know, that's kind of a complaint right there. So I knew he was going to get the looks, and I knew he was going to get get the looks against the worst defense against tight ends. That's how deep this betting shit goes. But Jimmy G, bro, welcome to the family, bro. I didn't know you were far Mexican. I didn't mm-hmm. know you were something like that for the people. Ay, 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 ay. George Kittle, CMC. Elijah Mitchell got shifty in there. A couple of, like, I think he had like seven carries for 50 yards or something. CMC had, like, you know, all the targets, all the carries. Debo scoring something like a 30-yard run. Nice. 
I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch any of this game because I was out motherfucking busting niggas ass in 2K and motherfucking I got my ass with Bernardo, but we're not gonna talk about that. So it was 17-10 at halftime, close game. Jimmy G had two touchdowns. Colt McCoy threw an interception, got a sacked a few times. But then the second half is when the 49ers didn't let up a single point. They didn't really let up any yards mostly. And then two more touchdowns from Jimmy G. Uh, fucking Debo's 30-yard rush. Like, they, they, like, second half, they put up another 21 and outscoring 21-0. And what a day for them, boys. Like, they, this is why they, that defense, yeah, they only got one interception. But the fact that you can literally third week in a row, you haven't let a team put up any points in the second half. That just puts so much. That just lets your offense take a breath. Like, okay, yeah, well, this is, we might have to punt here, so let's not force anything. Like, our defense isn't gonna let them do shit. I fucking, uh, I, I think they're gonna. I think they might be the best team in the NFC. Like, they're a roller coaster though, because some games they do look terrible, but I don't know. I think they have the most experience because the Eagles. I think they're still a little young. The Cowboys always seem to boof. The Vikings are notorious primetime boofers with Kirk Cousins. And then when you're in the playoffs, every game's primetime. 49ers, Jimmy G's done it before with his team when Jimmy G is in, wins, period. Like even years where you count them out and they don't look good, they somehow know fucking scrap their way to the championship game. This year they look good. The couple of their losses is because they had Trey Lance at the helm. I mean, Jimmy G. Then the question arises. This is Jimmy G's last year on contract. If they if they make another big run, do they do they re-sign him again? It's like scrap Trey Lance or wait, what do you see? What do you think about that before we wrap up? That's actually insane to think about that. Because they really be trying to put Trey Lance in a starter. Like they're not going to NFC conference championships. So it's like what I understand if Jimmy G was still getting hurt like crazy. But the team just literally plays better with this nigga in the game. I mean, night and day. And you have a team. I'm okay with letting young talent get well. But, like, for Trey Lance to prosper, he had to do because Alex Smith was winning with the Chiefs, and they upgraded to Mahomes. Trey Lance didn't look like an upgrade. Or, like, if, if he isn't upgrading, you're telling us, well, we got to wait. We, we just have to keep waiting. He's still progressing. It's like, no, like, the rest of this team isn't progressing. The rest of this team is in a win-now ma- win mode because they know they can do it. And they've been so close. Yeah, so it's like, they're in, but th- th- with Jimmy G, like, that's what I'm saying. It's, the real questions are going to arise with this Jimmy G contract if they end up making a push here. And looking good with Jimmy G. Like he's throwing, like he's doing shit like this. Four fucking touchdowns. I mean, the Cardinals defense, I never thought was great, but damn. It's a division game, bro. Like, like, you got, like at least throw, at least put your, at least fight back. Kyle Shanahan, like you said, man, Kyle Shanahan owns motherfucking um, Cliff Kingsbury. Yep. I mean, it was what, 12 and 1, I think, all time against him, against this Cardinals <laughs> team. It's insane. That doesn't make any sense. But uh, anything you want to say before we uh, wrap up? I hope they enjoyed their week off. I know we, we did in Miami. That. We coming for that number one spot over here in Atlanta, man. Hey, we, we coming for the number one spot in the AFC. The Chiefs got to better keep winning. The Dolphins, they had their bye week. They coming. 
they coming, man. Niggas is eating, man. I love this shit. But, man, this has been the week 11 recap. It was a lit-ass week of football. The Vikings got fucked up. I, I really feel like you can't emphasize that enough. All right, P. The Falcons, we did our thing. We won us a nice close game, even though Justin Fields still tried to eat up eat, eat up my motherfucking with his with his new with his new set of wheels. And the Dolphins, they they was vacationing with their feet up. So then we got a we had a whole week of non no tour slander. So it was nice. They'll be back at it next week though. But this has been the Totally Blitz Podcast. I'm in this bitch. If you didn't fucking know. I'm in this bitch with your boy, Paul Pickham with him concert. It's your boy, Kev Waterboy Savoy. And this is me telling that you is a bitch.